so how are you how you been holy shit we haven't talked in like forever well first of all happy anniversary to us i know crazy a whole year dude like when did we first post do you remember was it like in the was it like i think it was like the first the second week of january we recorded on the 31st but i don't think we posted till like the end yes of january. no we didn't yeah you're right so still happy anniversary to us <laughs> happy anniversary we've come a long way baby happy anniversary we should anniversary <laughs> dude yeah it's been a minute since do spoken. you know what today is sorry no no keep on going it's a baby face song it's our anniversary <laughs> i don't know it you got I'm done. my head okay thanks <laughs> <laughs> who was it who sang it's baby it? face who baby 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 face who baby face oh baby face baby face yeah, yeah, yeah. yes oh, okay i'm gonna have to look yeah, it up though because i'm so white <laughs> dude i want what <laughs> anyways yo guy i watched okay go no go <laughs> no you go tell me tell me no i was just gonna say i want us to start a new hashtag and a new concept and like hashtag ghetto valley <laughs> you want to start a new one and a call new, it Ghetto Valley? I call it hashtag Ghetto Valley. Because I feel like we're both Ghetto Valley. We are. Like, we have like, Valley. Like, totally, like. And we have Ghetto. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel Yeah, like I'm totally down with that. There's, like, a whole contingent of us out here. But mainly we're the, like, you know, the queens of it. You know what? You know what the fucked up thing is? Is what I was going to say when you, like, when you were saying your thing and I was going to interrupt you and say what I was going to say. Was okay. I was watching this YouTube video with Jeff Ray. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with him. No, but he kind of he's. I don't know. I don't like calling him a him because he identifies himself as a woman, and I just want to respect like how he wants to be identified. I assume he wants to be identified with a she. I'm not sure. Okay, because I watch what's his face from Queer Eye, um, JVN. Okay. And he always refers to himself as a she. So I'm like, I don't know. But anyways, I don't watch enough of Jeffrey's videos to determine that. But I watched this video with him or her. Ah! Anyways, they went into um, and they were taught and he had. Oh, God. Jeffrey has partner (laughs) sitting beside and in the car and they're driving to all these like fast food restaurants and they're going to be asking like the cashier to choose a makeup for them that they're going to just transform their face that evening and they wanted all these people to tell them what to choose from one or the other and they present them with two options okay okay so anyways um the whole time jeffrey's in the car and um is talking to the partner in the passenger seat the hands are all like really charismatically flicking and they're all like bitch okay you know like totally valley-ish and i was like oh my god that is so us <laughs> i'm like i know if i was hanging out with them i'd be talking the same way exactly the same way it's like there's no i'm like it would be so natural for me <laughs> And, and wait, I'm just like, oh my god, who am I? Is this Jeffrey Star? Is this who you're talking about? 
Guy, I don't know. Honestly, I watched the first video today because that Jeffrey was trending and I watched it and I was like, oh my God, I love you. You're so cute. And Jeffrey had her like orange hair. I'm going to just call her. I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, it's seven hours Um, ago and it has 1.2 million views on YouTube. Right. And she's driving an orange Lamborghini, which is like a sick ride. And she's got the orange hair going, the orange lips. And she orders this drink from like Taco Bell, which is like an orange freezy drink or whatever. And I was like, girl, she better like Instagram that picture because it was like all orange. And she just looked fantastic. Fantabulous. Is this guy guy, like pre-op? Is he like, or is he just a transvestite? I don't know. I've just watched, I just watched watched the first show today. Uh, And the the only point I was making is that we could totally talk like that. Like we could sit in the car with them and we would all be just like fucking fantabulous together. Dude, I'm all for it. I'm like all about it. That's why I was like ghetto Valley. Oh my God. I was thinking about that today too. And I'm just like, I should just totally embrace it. Like I am not, I'm not as ghetto as I think I am. I do have the Valley-ish as well. And when I listen to myself, I'm like, why do I sound like that? (gasps) No, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. This is why I think ghetto Valley is totally applicable to like a subsect of Canadians. Because all of us that are first-generation Canadians, right, we, um, like, depending on what our influences are, right, like, clearly you have a very hip-hop sort of, like, background. I have more of a pop-rock sort of background, but I do love the hip-hop, like, you know, I, I, ha- I do have a taste. Listen, listen, yo, there's apparently Ghetto Valley Girl does exist. It's in the UrbanDictionary.com. It is? What is it? It says a valley girl. It's... It says a valley girl who strives to be ghetto but speaks abonics with a valley girl accent. Oh, my God. That's not our kind of ghetto I don't know. We have more. (laughs) We've got cred. Do we? (laughs) I I don't know. I'm suburbia. (laughs) Right there. No, but we got got cred, man. We got cred. I'm telling you, we have cred. Dude, I've been listening to way too much Joe Rogan in the last two weeks. It's just, it's weird. (laughs) He's awesome. No, he is, but I'm just like. He's so smart. I would love to be on his show. Yo. Just to pick his brain, like the other way around, like flip the switch. It'd be like the VR experience with Joe Rogan. But I think we could go, I think we could go head to head with him though. He's pretty intense. He's pretty fucking intense. Yeah. But the thing is, is I like he's very adaptable to who he's talking to. Yeah. And he doesn't make you feel stupid, which I like a lot. No, but the only thing, the only fault I find in him is that he always, like, turns the conversation back to him. Like, he asks, he poses the question mm. to the guest, and they discuss a topic, and then he brings it back to him and, like, his life experience. Right, you're not really, like, talking about Well, it, it. is the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> what was that? No, I, well, you know, like, I usually watch, I don't watch, like, full podcasts. I'll watch, Clips. like, the excerpts that he puts on. Yeah. Yeah, on YouTube. So I don't really... I've never really watched a full episode to know that, but I mean, I don't really find that myself. You did. I it. think he's always like trying to engage, engage them, and oh. I think by him trying to engage, he tries to open up himself, so to allow the other person, like to uh, to be vulnerable, to allow the other person to be, to be like, okay, well. you're being vulnerable, I'll be vulnerable as well. Exactly. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a fair observation. I'll look, I'll like Thanks. approach it from that sort of manner and see how <laughs> what I feel about it. But dude, can yeah. I, can I, yo, where did you find that picture of Madonna? That is the most disgusting Guy, thing. it's online. 
Listen, well, I, it was a moment on Twitter. And when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't even know she got a butt implant. And then, like, they pointed it out when she did, like, this dance with Ariana. And she had this, like, skirt that was really high, which showed the lower half of her buttocks. And you can full out see, like, they're full out like big cantaloupes there you, and they're round they're not even blending in with the leg but listen so i'm just like Ugh. no but the, yeah. i was just it's so funny that you posted that because the other day like yesterday or this morning apparently scarlett johansson is like fighting back apparently these things that they're like they're called deep fakes i think like and there's technology out there that superimposes somebody's image and make like fake porno and like fake pictures like that so i think this is what this madonna picture was i think it was like apparently this software is readily available to people and they can just superimpose like a person's likeness on the other person or just like move and shift around things to make it seem and it's so authentically like it looks like it's real there's no way in hell. Those well, those are two different events, and they have it on video. And she also responded to all of the because this is just like everybody blew up on Twitter about it, and she's like, "Fuck everybody else's opinion. No one asked for it," kind of thing. I'm just paraphrasing, but she said something to that effect, which kind of confirmed, but not that she actually did get that. So you think that she has, she, she said yeah, that she I do. did the butt implants. Yeah. Cause you see, you see it on like videos and the videos are really like fuzzy, which kind of is reminiscent of somebody that's, um, videotaping it on their phone and not being sturdy and, you know, they don't have a very good camera and you can see the butt implants and she's dancing and it just looks odd. It looks like somebody that had butt implants, but not very good. So ones. you think she's she's sliced open her like butt cheeks and implanted there? Yeah. Damn, that's gross. I think she went to the same doctor as Kim Kardashian. Gnarly. Well, you know what? Honestly, I posted it and said, you know what? I would get some too, but I would get smaller ones, <laughs> ones that are not so obvious, but not implants. I think I would just get like injections, like take fat out of my stomach and just go to the bed. That would be good. Oh, man. Thank you. That's insane. That's insane. Like the ones who really scare me are the Kardashians because they just look fucking odd. This one just yeah. looks. I used to. I used to hang out like I was a little bit older and I used to hang out with my friend's um, cousin and he was like a younger guy like he was he was probably like six or seven years younger than me right and I just hung out with him because I've always been like a younger yeah I've been uh, I've matured later than everybody else and uh, I used to have fun with him and we used to hang out and it was it was totally cool and he was like my little brother but you know it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And I'd hang out with his friends and we'd be driving around and there's like six or seven different guys in the car and the way they would talk about girls, like and they would always talk about women and they would drive by them. Like I remember pulling up to a gas station and there was a girl pumping gas and we her butt was facing us. Um and they all were like drywall. <laughs> 
to this girl because she had like no butt and i remember thinking wow her butt looks like mine oh no <laughs> and i was like ever since then i've had this like butt complex well not be- before then i realized i had no butt but like after that i was just like long sweaters for me <laughs> layering for me you know what the, the, the fake so, butts for me that is so funny because when i was in, ele- in elementary school we had like this sort of little class slut like even in elementary school she was hungarian i want to say her name but at the same time i don't because as i keep on in, in, <laughs> incidentally telling people about this podcast i'm like wait i can't <laughs> let you hear because i don't know who i've spoken about <laughs> i'm like not in a bad way yeah, just i just telling a second story anyhow i, used, I know i used to have I these, feel the same way she was like a t- she was the town she was like the, the class slut or she but she would bring it on herself I think her parents were, like, she lived around the corner from me. I think her parents were divorced, and she lived with her mother and her grandmother and her grandparents. But I have a feeling, like, yeah. the grand, the mother was, like, a Hungarian hoe. And, like, she followed suit. Because, <laughs> like, we were in, like, grade four, five, and six, and she was talking about getting knocked up and shit. And I'm like, girl, that's so wrong. And But she, like, gravitated toward me. I think I felt like I was Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay, we have to take in the invalids or something like that. <laughs> like, okay, I'll be your friend, you know? <laughs> Anyhow, this oh my god, my mom used to say that about me too. Sorry, what was that? My mom used to say the exact same thing about me too. If people had problems or whatever, they would find their way to you, Vanessa. Why do you always make friends with people that have issues? (laughs) Right? I think it's just the goodness in us. Anyhow, she. I remember one day I had these like really sick pair of like dark gray jeans, like you know jeans back in the day right and they were like pretty yeah. it was a nice gray it was like not a black but a faded gray and then I had like this black oh cotton t-shirt that I would wear that was like my outfit and I remember oh cotton ah, right then I thought it was the shit and then I had like the matching jean jackets it was like denim on denim but it was dark gray um and then one day we were playing in the yard and she goes to me Phil Philiana you have a nice butt and I remember like looking to the back and I was like trying to look and I'm like really I can't see it but okay <laughs> so like it's so funny it's so funny how as females but isn't it funny how as females we have these life moments that inform our total the rest of our lives like it's pretty darn yeah. cute those moments how like you would be rolling with these kids who were like younger but you would hear them talk about chicks and I think it's just funny how life yeah I happens. know scar me for life guys <laughs> what was that they scarred me for life. Yeah, right? <laughs> like little do I know, I I had a devastating impact from these kids. No, but don't be bad. That I was rolling with that were like way younger than me. How much younger were they? I don't even know now. <clears throat> I was like, I was like twenty one, twenty two. No, I was twenty three maybe, <laughs> and they were like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 18, 19. Yeah, they had just turned like 19. All of them started going to, were able to get into clubs. <laughs> yeah, but, but then, yeah, so I wasn't too old, but I wasn't too young. Like, I was full out, like, what the fuck? Yeah, you were probably in from out of town and you're like, you know, what's going on in the neighborhood. And the thing yeah, was- like, I remember arriving and they all looking at me like, oh, yay, she's here. She can teach us how to roll. And I'm like, no, I'm that person now. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like we get stuck in Amsterdam and everybody looks to me to roll. And it's like, I do my worst rolling job when people are all looking at me. So I'm showing them and it's all like hanging and shit is falling out. And I'm just like, I'm under pressure. And it's like eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Yeah. But see, that's the thing. You have that common, you have that commonality though, that, that sort of, because you partake that attracts people, right? Birds of a feather. I don't like it. Well, birds of a feather flock together. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm a normal person. I'm not a stoner. I am normal. I can have an intelligent conversation with people. Most people look at me and don't know that I'm a stoner. I prefer that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't ca- like. I even carry this persona as like I don't smoke. No, but I don't even think you though I'm no, like in the I closet. Have, I have several friends. I'm coming know. out, people. It's legal now. No, but I have several I friends who, who do smoke, uh, but they're not stoners. They're all highly productive individuals. I think it's yeah. More, I think it's more they use it medic- medicinally for the anxiety to sort of have, help mm. them focus. I told you the girl that I worked with, she she'd come in stressed out, and then she would have the oil. I guess it was hemp oil, or she would, or maybe she had the the actual pot, and she would put it in her um, what's it called? her vaporizer and then she would mm-hmm. she would smoke it as a vapor and she the laser uh, focus she would yeah. get within two she would quiet down and then she would just go through the whole day i was so impressed i'm like oh my god this is i see it now if, like, i don't know that i yeah, could do it because i would just go i think that way. i think that stoners work best when they are doing tasks that are repetitive yeah like if you have something like creative that is repetitive like if you're an assembly line of like i don't know cake decorating and you have like all these little beads that you need to do for the cake and it's like you constantly have to do the same motion over and over again like hundreds of times yeah to get these little beads like somebody like that would be perfect like i remember watching this guy doing a mural on a wall on queen street and I was thinking to myself, how perfect would it be for a stoner to do that? Even to paint within the lines and shit. I'm like, yeah, you put one of those people in front of that and you've got like, <laughs> it'll be perfect. Oh, yeah. Like on nine times out of ten, it's that soothingness, right? It's like, let me just mm-hmm. zone in. And Take the edge off. Yeah. Um, but it works. It works either way. It depends on what you're smoking. There's yeah. a lot that goes into... I think that they've got it down to a good science as far as figuring out what people need, what people are looking for, and what would be best suited for that. I always thought to myself, you know, I've learned a lot over these years that I could go and work at a dispensary and really, like, normalize it. Because you have all these kind of stoners behind the, the counter you, there, and you, well, it's a very intimidating environment, especially okay, if you wait, don't know though, much about in all, in it. In all seriousness, no. That's like a, an actually great idea. Is there anything going on in your town about that? I don't know. Dude, why don't But you- it's a very intimidating situation. Like, I've introduced some people that are a lot from an older generation, there were like hippies back in the day and now they're trying to embrace it now that it's legalized and it's kind of it's a very intimidating situation like you to walk into one of those places for myself who naturally deals with the nervousness and anxiety of new things i would never do it you know what i mean but if you have people like i would say me because i have a bit of a friendly face and you know i'm not too intimidating 
So, <laughs> you know, and then just kind of like really breaking it down to more of a, a symptom based kind of thing. And I don't know, just sort of creating some sort of validity to it in a sense. No, Instead I, of talking to a guy that's got a ponytail and a nose ring and, you know, he's like, looks stoned himself. <laughs> no, I've seen when it when it became legal and they, they were showing the lineups and whatever. And on the inside, they, there's some pretty mm-hmm. reasonable individuals working there. There I, is. Yeah, like that's that. true. Dude, I think you should do it. Or maybe. But they're like, they're very people that are very unique and nonconformist. Yeah. And um, or hipsters, you know, that have this like sort of elitist mentality. I fucking hate hipsters, yo. So I'm just kind of like, I know me too. So I'm just kind of like, you need people that are just normal, like run of the mill. Like this is no big deal. Like you've walked into a variety store and somebody's like, whatever, behind the counter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't need to. I don't know.